the courage and the liberty to make a run to one of my favorite little stores, Trader Joe's. And it was a fascinating experience and, it, and an experience that I missed because I have some good Christian friends there who love the Lord and who love me and uh, have stood with me. Uh, shout out to Brother Sean. Shout out to Brother Raphael. And uh, and Brother Raphael was there. Many of the people that used to be there were gone. And I uh, asked Brother Raphael, he's 72 years old. I said, uh, you know, he said, man, you've been gone a while. I said, yeah, I didn't have the liberty of the Lord to, to go to Trader Joe's, a place I love. Uh, and he said, everybody got sick. I said, you, I'm glad you didn't do that because everybody in here got sick except for me. He said, everybody got sick. And he was persecuted. He explained to me how that he was persecuted over the past two years for his Christian witness at Trader Joe's. I said, at Trader Joe's? He said, yes. They persecuted me. He said, if it had not been for the boss, Sean, he's a Christian too. He said, I wouldn't be here. He said, I wouldn't be here. And uh, anyway, I was able to get uh, one of my favorite uh, breakfast uh, coffees from Trader Joe's. Bean coffee where you have to grind down the beans. And uh, and it has lasted almost 10 days along with uh, mixing up some other ones that I like. So that's what I'm drinking this morning. Some old-fashioned Trader Joe's coffee. Uh, most of their prod, uh, products, in fact, I don't think I've ever been dissatisfied with their product. But anyway, I thought I'd share that with you. That's the only place I've been like that. Uh, I've been to, to a few places where I live at because uh, we almost live in heaven where I live at. And uh, we've had very few cases since I, I felt pretty f safe where I live at. And uh, I saw an old friend and uh, I thank the Lord that they have made it through an older man. He's, he's a strong man uh, who lives in the same town with us. He and his wife, I saw them the other day. And he's, he's approaching 90, but uh, he, he survived the plague, the coronavirus plague. And it was so good to see him. And his wife, and she's... 
just as strong and feisty as he's ever been. And but it just a, it was a thrill to see them on this side of heaven. Thank God for the people that God has put in our lives, uh, and to uh, it's, it's just a it was just a blessing. Anyway, my beloved ladies and gentlemen. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service. Uh, we're at, I think, 716 or something like that. No, 717. As far as the number of services or thereabouts since the coronavirus plague set in. My beloved, Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House. Daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 523, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique uh, arrangement of the Holy Scriptures of God allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Non-fiction story. Everything in the Bible is true. There's no fiction. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 7 verses 43 through 51. Everybody pray for yourselves. Ask God to save you if you are not saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you have never believed in Jesus Christ and his gospel, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, he paid all of your sin, uh, sin debt. He paid it in full and uh, said it is finished and uh, was buried and rose on the third day. If you have never truly believed that in your heart and believe him, do that now and call on his name for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you pray a prayer right now. You don't have to pray aloud. You can pray silent if you are around other people. You don't want anybody to know what you're doing. And pray a simple prayer like this. Holy Father God, 
I know that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight and I deserve to go to hell. Uh, for Jesus Christ's sake, have mercy upon me, a sinner, as I now believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me. Check up. Holy Father God, we continue in prayer. And Lord, in that short presentation of the gospel, Lord, I pray that souls have been saved by you and by your grace and by your gospel. And only that mysterious way you do that, that miraculous way that you do that. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Lord, help your people to pray themselves and not just listen to me pray. Based upon your holy word, ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you bestowed upon me and thus my family and others who are in the household of faith down through the years, Lord, as millions have said and uh, everybody in the Bible has said and I have said down through the years, you're always faithful. You're more than faithful and you have been gracious and merciful to us. And uh, I give you the glory, praise, and honor. And thank you, Lord, for the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And we individually, Lord, hopefully, Lord, only the people know and you know if they're willing to confess their sins. Uh, Lord, for Jesus Christ's sake, Help each person who names the name of Christ to confess their sins, their failures, and their faults. All ungodliness, all unrighteousness of thought, word, and deed. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of our sins. For those of us who are saved and born again, 
and who are filled with your Holy Spirit, as we from our hearts, by your grace. Forgive those who have sinned against us. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins of grieving and quenching your Holy Spirit. All unrighteousness and all ungodliness and all uncleanness of thought, word, and deed. Wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. Crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh. The old man within us, and Lord, help us to die to self afresh and anew again today. And Lord, fill us who are saved with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. And uh, Holy Father God, uh, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of those who are lost, religious but lost and on their way to the to a devil's hell. I pray for my own wife who is here with me serving uh, as she has for the past 34 years. Uh, but I do pray for her salvation uh, and so that she will see and others will see the fruits of your Holy Spirit consistently in her life. Uh, and Lord, I pray for other family members who are religious, raised up in the ministry, but lost. And uh, as uh, Marika White, my wife, and her aunt, for some reason in the family, they have a spirit of Judas and Jezebel and rebelliousness. It's a I believe a generational curse, as some people have brought out, and sin. And uh, Lord, as you know, I don't want it to pass down to my children. It's just a demonic spirit of contrariness and uh, hindrance and just an intentional betraying of you and of your work. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as I have been praying for 34 years now after my wife and I got married that you cast out the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias uh, and the sins that they produce, pride, Pharaoh style pride which my wife has which is very soul damning. And Lord, uh, stubbornness that goes with it, witchcraft that goes with it. Uh, and uh, she has seen it herself. She has tried to apologize for it on her own, which is, which was a miracle. And and the only time she ever did that was when my two daughters were leaving home. It broke her down like nothing else before. And uh, it is a demonic spirit from hell. And I pray that you'll cast it out. You know all about it. Better than we do. And not only out of her, but out of even, Lord, other family members. And, uh, and I'm sure it is spread across the world in various uh, places. 
she's not the only one who has it. Han is not the only one who has it. Uh, but it is, uh, it can be destructive to your work in ministry. Uh, it has not been the case here because you have led me uh, to not allow that to happen. And you sh showed it to me early on. Uh, and I've been praying against it ever since. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, and his demons and his hosts from your work today. And uh, I do pray that uh, nobody here and nobody elsewhere as they prepare for services would do anything in the flesh. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Not only in this service, but in the next service today as well. If you should tarry your coming and if you would allow us to live. <clears throat> And Holy Father God, we pray that you deliver us today from temptation. Those of us who are saved, deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And... Uh, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord, help your people to pray. Uh, Lord, help them not to listen to me pray, but to pray for themselves. And ask you to deliver them from this untoward uh, generation. Deliver them from being deceived to save their souls. To walk in the power of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Holy Father God, help each and every one of us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and get back to you our first love. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us all from a mighty long way. Is, it is amazing what you have done and what you're doing. And Holy Father God, Lord, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving all around the world. Red, yellow, black, and white, for they are indeed all precious in your sight. Your love is amazing. Uh, we can't stop singing about it. We can't stop thinking about it. And uh, all of us are still uh, amazed at your love and your grace. <coughs> how deep it truly is. And Holy Father God, 
for those who are grieving and mourning, we pray that you would uh, comfort them and draw them to yourself for salvation all around the world. And Holy Father God, Lord, for your people who are troubled and who are facing tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tensions, Lord, help us by your grace to truly confess our sins and to repent of our sins and to do right by you. And then, Lord, we pray that you deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions with good cheer while we're going through them. And, Lord, help us to learn permanently the lessons you want us to learn quickly. And, uh, Lord, help us to all submit to the situation as it is that you have created in our lives and not dilly-dally around trying to bow up and be rebellious and stubborn, but to be broken <coughs> and to surrender, as we used to sing so many times in the past. We don't sing it now, Lord. Help us to sing it at the end of this service. I surrender all. No more struggle, no more fighting, no more Pharaoh's pride, no more pride, no more stubbornness, no more witchcraft. I surrender all. I don't have to try to defend myself anymore. I don't have to try to prove that I'm right anymore. I surrender all. Lord, help us to sing that at the end of the service today, and maybe even tonight in the Gospel Light prayer meeting. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and deliver us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems, and deliver millions around the world from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, a utilities crisis. <coughs> And Lord, we pray that you'll bless and protect my family today, my family extended, and all other families that name the name of Jesus Christ, and all other people around the world. Protect us, Lord God in heaven, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. For my greatest enemies are they who are in the church and even in my own family. And I thank you, Lord, for it. And I wear it as a badge of honor. Uh, and I give you the glory, praise, and honor. And I pray that you'll save those who are lost uh, in the family and in the church, even today. Open blinded eyes and unstop deaf ears. Help us to glorify your holy name, for your holy name will be glorified. Help us to lift up your holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your holy word, to pray, to preach your holy word, to teach your holy word, and to preach your holy gospel 
that others may come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, at 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 43 through 51. And the ten bases and ten lavers on the bases, and one sea, and twelve oxen under the sea, and the pots, and the shovels, and the basins, and all these vessels which Hiram made to King Solomon for the house of the Lord were of bright brass. In the plain of Jordan did the king cast them in the clay ground between Succoth and Zarthan. And Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because they were exceeding many. Neither was the weight of the brass found out. And Solomon made all the vessels that pertain unto the house of the Lord, the altar of gold and the table of gold whereupon the showbread was and the candlesticks of pure gold, five on the right side and five on the left, before the oracle with the flowers and the lamps and the tongs of gold, and the bowls and the snuffers and the basins and the spoons, and the censers of pure gold, and the hinges of gold, both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house, to wit, of the temple. So was ended all of the work that King Solomon made for the house of the Lord, and Solomon brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, even the silver and the gold and the vessels did he put among the treasures of the house of the Lord. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, and I hope that we thank you so much for the power of your Holy Word. 
and how it speaks to our hearts uh, wherever we are in your Holy Scriptures and help everybody who is saved to love your Holy Word all over again, Old Testament and New Testament and help them not to believe the lie Lord, that we can unhitch your Old Testament from the New Testament and to believe all of your Holy Word and get a blessing from all of it. Help us to obey it and to live by it and to apply it to our own lives and to share it with others, to preach it to others and to preach the gospel to others. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode, if you will, number 964 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other uh, reputable commentary or study Bible. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim, therefore, of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, (coughs) pardon me, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell that awaits every soul that does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, by believing what Jesus Christ said, for he preached the gospel first and best when he said the most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you want to get saved from perishing in hell, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved.
And if you want to be saved, first, dear friend, you need to understand and accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law, God's Ten Commandments. We all have. You say, well, not me. Yes, you have too. Have you ever lied before? Have you ever told your father or your mother a lie? Have you ever stolen anything even from your own family members? Saying, I'll pay it back later. Did you ever lust after somebody in your heart or something? Have you ever lusted in your heart after somebody or something? I said, boy, I, I wish I had that. Or I wish I had her. Or I wish I had him. Have you ever dishonored God by taking his name in vain? Cursing with his name? Saying, oh my blank. Have you ever dishonored your parents? That's right, in God's sight, that's a, a sin as well. Dishonoring your parents, disrespecting your parents, being mean and hateful to your parents. We all have sin, haven't we? I just named five of the Ten Commandments. We all have done evil in God's sight, haven't we? We all have broken His Ten Commandments, haven't we? If you can agree with that, we can move on. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. <clears throat> we all have sinned. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty for sin. Always. Nobody but nobody gets away with sin. I don't care how pretty you are, how handsome you think you are, I don't care how much money you have, Elon Musk will not get away with sin, nor will Bezos, two of the richest men in the world, nor the head of Facebook or Apple. Nobody will get away with sin. All sin has to be paid for. Either you're going to pay for it yourself in hell, or you're going to believe in Jesus Christ who has already paid for it. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin, and there's no other reason why we die. We do not die from a car crash. We do not die from the coronavirus plague. We do not die because of cancer. We do not die because of cardiac arrest. We die because of S-I-N. That's how bad sin is. Sin causes your death. 
That's why you're going to die. Now, that's an education for some of you. That is a revelation for others. What did Mrs. Judd die of? She died of sin. She didn't die of mental illness. She died because of sin in her life and in our lives. We're going to die for sin as well. For the Bible makes it very clear, clear. The wages of sin is death. Now what God wants you to understand is that if he will allow you to die because of your sin from this beautiful place called earth, and the earth is beautiful, has always been beautiful. The earth is so beautiful there are scenes in your mind from years gone by you can't get out of your mind. And sometimes you'll go back in your mind to that place of that scene. It's so beautiful. But if God will allow you to die because of your sin, and he will, you need to understand and you need to accept the fact that you're going to die. He will also allow you to go to hell because of your sin and your rejection of his son, Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. So thirdly, dear friend, understand and accept the fact that you are on the road to hell as I speak. Jesus Christ said and preached many times on hell. He preached more on hell than all of the prophets of the Bible. He preached more on hell than all of the apostles in the Bible. And sad to say, he preached more on hell than most preachers living today. Have you ever heard a preacher preach on hell? Well, Jesus Christ was a hellfire and brimstone preacher full of love. He preached on hell to warn you not to go to hell and to believe in him so that you would not go to hell. He did that because he loves you. In one of his famous sermons on hell, he said in Mark 9, 43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed. That is, with an amputated hand. If you can't keep your hands from putting uh, them on, uh, keep your hands from touching a, a woman that you're not married to, a man you're not married to, Cut it off, he said. Maimed. Better for you to be maimed. Better for you to enter into life maimed with an amputated hand than having two hands to go into hell. Into, what, what is hell? Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life. That is, with an amputated foot, skipping and hopping. It is better for you to skip and to hop 
and have a cane and have some crutches going to heaven than having both feet going to hell is what Jesus Christ is saying to you because that's how bad hell is. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Jesus made it very clear. I believe all of God's called good preachers, they make it clear. They make the message clear. Where well, that worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, my dear friend, you're just one foot, one step away from hell, as I speak. Well, preacher, I, I got some more jam, jam, boogie, boogie things I need to do. I got some more women I need to run. I got some more men I need to be with. So I don't, I'm not trying to hear all of that right now, preacher. You're just one step from hell. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. And hell is a place of torment. Jesus Christ made that clear in this passage. <clears throat> hell is a place of burning and pain. Hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. You don't have to go uh, to the place called hell where the fire is never quenched. The good news is what I quoted to you earlier. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, made it very clear when he said the most important words ever said to mankind. For God so loved the world. God so loved you. God so loves you that he gave his only begotten son. He gave up his son, Jesus Christ, to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross for your sins and for mine. That whosoever, the word whosoever, means anybody at any time, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in his sight. Whosoever believeth, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in, to depend upon Jesus Christ. In him, whosoever believeth in him, Jesus Christ, that's who we're talking about, the God-man, Emmanuel, God with us. He was born of a virgin God. That means that no man had sex with Mary's uh, with Mary, his mother, before he was born. She was pure as the driven snow. God, the Son of God. 
He went about life doing good. He never did anybody wrong, but we did him wrong. No man has been uh, betrayed, backstabbed, done wrong more than Jesus Christ. Yet he went about doing good. He fed thousands with just a, a little bit of food, miraculously. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind, gave hearing to the deaf, made the dumb to speak. He broke up funerals because he raised the dead. And then after one man had been dead for a while and was stinking in mummy-type clothes, he went to the tomb of Lazarus one day. And this is a biblical fact and a historical fact. He went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. Because he is the Son of God, somebody said if he just said come forth, everybody in the grave would have come forth. The Son of God. You need to get to know him. Because if he can raise the dead after several days, he can do whatever you need. The Son of Man. The Son of God. One day, he walked on the water like we walk on carpet. Because he made the water. One day, he was taking a nap on a ship and there was a storm. And everybody was uh, up in arms on the ship. And Jesus calmly got up and said, Peace be still. Translated. Waves, sit down. Wind, be quiet. Why? Because he made the wind. And, and, they, and they, they obeyed him. The disciples were so taken back, they said, what manner of man is this? He's the son of God. That's why millions celebrate Christmas. That's why to this day, over 2,000 years later, Millions celebrate Easter. My, why are you not with them? Now you know. They're worshiping the Son of God, and therefore they're worshiping God. Do you know him? If not, why not? If not, get to know him today by believing in him, trusting in him. Praying and asking him to save you. So that he can save you from the hell to come. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.
Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou, you, the Bible says, shalt be saved. No, you don't have to be in a church to get saved. Hardly anybody in their right mind is not in a church building today. God has shut down many churches because of our sin in the church, our hypocrisy in the church. So you don't need to be in a church building. You don't have to be a member of a church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to receive the right hand of fellowship. You don't even have to get baptized to get saved. The thief on the cross got saved and was assured of it because Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He never got off the cross and got baptized by Jesus or anybody else. He went straight to heaven, not baptized. No church membership, no singing in the choir, never paid a dime in tithes and offerings. He went straight on to heaven because of Christ who was dying on the cross for him. And so, my dear friend, don't wait on anything or anybody. Don't call your mama, don't call your daddy. Just get saved right now, believing in your heart. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't even call your pastor. You do it right now. Believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. From what? From hell? From hell? And saved, saved to what? Saved to heaven. To be with the Lord. So follow me in prayer right now. If you want to be saved. Call on his name. And he will save your soul. If he can save me. A man who hated his dad, because his dad was a preacher who hated church with the passion and hated the church folk in the church with the passion, running away from God, swore and cursed and swore to his friends that he would never be a preacher like his dad. That was the last thing on earth he wanted to be, and I now have been preaching by the grace of God for over 42 years. If he can save me and change my life, he can save you. And change yours right now. So follow me in the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart in Jesus Christ. That's the main thing. Let's pray together. Holy Father God. I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. My failures and my faults. For I have come short of your standard. Your holy standard. For Jesus Christ's sake, have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe in my heart, Lord Jesus Christ, in you. I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. And that you have paid my sin debt. Please fill me now with your Holy Spirit. 
come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow, in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me of any man into in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, today please email that to us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Uh, if you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. At this time, my beloved, we will resume the service, the standing between the living and the dead service already in progress. And this will be your first Bible study since you have been saved today. Today, beloved, we are reading in the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 2, verse 12. Let's pray first. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your holy gospel that has saved millions over the decades and over the years. And we pray that millions would hear the gospel today in the Ukraine, in Russia, in Moldova, in Poland, and all across Europe, all across Africa, all across the Americas, Australia and around the globe, have your gospel to go forth. And Lord, you said if we lift you up, Lord Jesus, if we lift the Lord Jesus Christ up, you will draw all men unto yourself. We still pray for millions to be saved if that has not already been done through the preaching of your gospel through this ministry and through other ministries around the globe. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray. Bless uh, the study of your word and the reading of your word. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray and forsake. Amen. The Lord Malachi Malachi chapter 2 verse 12 The Lord will cut off the man that doeth this 
the master and the scholar out of the tabernacles of Jacob and him that offereth an offering unto the Lord of hosts. Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 2, verse 12. Now here is the sense of it, here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost and the BKC, the prophet invoked a curse on any Jew who had committed or would commit this sin of marrying a pagan, an unbeliever. By the way, that's what God has taught us as Christians. We should not marry a lost person, a pagan. And if they deceive you and you get married to them, uh, you made your vows to God, and they want to stay, uh, God says you ought to allow them to stay. And, uh, and so that is the case with my wife and I. She wants to stay, even though I believe that she is not saved. And uh, I have told her she's welcome to leave any time, but uh, she has chosen to stay. And so by God's grace, I'm allowing her to stay. Be that as it may, to be cut off from the tents of Jacob meant either that the man would die or that his line would cease and he would have no descendants in Israel. The phrase, er, we, or ne, is difficult to translate. The NIV translates it, whoever he may be. The, NS, the NASB, which is more literal, reads, everyone who awakes and answers. And the KJV has the master and the scholar. Some translate it, who gives testimony. Perhaps this was a proverbial expression uh, whose meaning is not clear today. The last clause, even though he brings offerings to the Lord Almighty, emphasizes the hypocritical and insensitive attitude of these, or rather of those, who committed this sin of intermarrying. One is shocked to read that despite the abomination uh, such a person committed, he still brought offerings to seek the Lord's favor. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your amazing word, your amazing love, your amazing grace, and your amazing mercy. Have your holy word to find a lodging place in our hearts and help us to love it more, to cherish it more, to read it more, to study it more, help us to obey it more, help us to apply it to our lives more, help us to share it more, to preach it more, to teach it more, and to preach your holy gospel more. 
until the end. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Give me a little bit of what uh, give me a little bit of what Dr. John R. Rice said about that whole passage 25 through 33. Uh, well, no, it should be uh, 25 to 32. Uh, just give me a little bit of that. Uh, for some reason, uh, my staff has verse 33 where God deals with Ephesians, uh, deals with the husband and the wife together. And I'll just uh, say a word about that, but we'll go back to f husbands tomorrow because I'm not finished with husbands. We only, we only did two days. Uh, we're supposed to do this separately. Ephesians 5.33, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Sadly, on husbands loving their wives by false preachers and false pastors, real men have put themselves uh, in the form of a pretzel. They're so twisted up, they don't know what to do. I recall a pastor uh, by the name of Andy Stanley, he was in a debate and the guy said, you know, I, I would like to maybe get you, get to know you better and so maybe we can go hunting or golfing or something. And, and, and he sat on his chair and said, I'm a good little husband. I don't hunt. I don't play sports. Uh, and uh, I don't do any of those manly things. That's not what God is saying to you as husbands. As far as loving your wife. Your, your wife, believe it or not, married you because you are a man and manly. She likes the fact that you are different than she is. Even though she, so many uh, Jezebel wives would try to conform you into their little pretzel image. And make you a little uh, gay man. Uh, uh, effeminate and trying to make you into a friend instead of a husband and a buddy instead of a husband. Now, now she should have her girlfriends and her sisters and her mother for all of that. But, but she married you because you are a man. Don't lose your manliness and don't try to redefine what a man is like so many people are doing today. Because when you need a man, you're going to need a, a man. You're going to want a man, not a former man. So men, if you like sports, look at sports, play sports. Uh, don't let her control you by, by putting on a pity party. and You don't spend enough time with me, foolishness, when you married her. And, and so, so loving your wife is not becoming a woman. 
Because if you do that, if you allow her to do that, sir, uh, she's going to get disgusted with you. Because you allowed her to make you into a sissy. And she's going to go looking for a real man after a while. After she has tamed you into a little uh, sissy man. She can talk with the sissy man down at the hair uh, uh, salon. I don't care if you like it or not. That, that's not what you should be. Never. Ever. I said never ever. You have your own mind, sir, and you do what God tells you to do. And don't you cover up your feelings and your emotions and what God has for you to say in your family because you want to fit into somebody's little mold, some pastor, some punk pastor's mold, a mold, or what he thinks a man ought to be. Always saying, yes, ma'am. That's what, that's what they teach you men. Just say yes, ma'am. Say yes. Uh-huh. Just answer yes all the time. And uh, never say no. Uh, say yes and go on. Say yes, honey, and go on. That's what they teach you. That's what they have taught you for the past 40 years. And that's why you can't get any vagina from your wife. You can't have sex with your wife. Because she doesn't want to have sex with you because she has uh, transformed you into a sissy punk. Uh, she wants a man who knows that he ought to have that and he's coming to get it. Uh -huh. That's what she gets excited about. Not you begging and pleading. And, and, and put you into a conniption fit to buy her this and that and wash the dishes and clean the house and fix her food while she's out with her girlfriend or a boyfriend. Don't, 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 don't be stupid, sir. Don't do that. She doesn't want that. Deep down. That's not love. That's foolishness. It's actually sin. You're disobeying God. You're hearkening to the voice of your wife more than you're hearkening to God. And God is using me and Dr. Tony Evans and Dr. Clinton and others to turn this foolishness around. All this crying and whining and boohooing and and, uh, and got to buy this and got to take out on a date. We don't. We're, we're not dating. We're married. Tell your wife that we're not dating. We're married. What the heck are you talking about? Some of you men, you you can't have sex with your wife unless you buy a hundred dollars worth of stupid rose petals to toss on the floor and on the bed. You can't have sex with her unless you bring her some flowers and you took her out to a $500 dinner. Have you lost your righteous mind, man? No, that, that's not, you don't know how to play the game. You know, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not doing it right. That's not loving your wife. That's wasting money over nothing. I saw something just recently. You'd be amazed how, how much men, uh, how much money men are spending on wives just to have sex. Thousands of dollars going to certain 
salons that do this and that. Uh, one salon, they, 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 they have cotton candy. Uh, it's a part of it. That's $100 for the cotton candy. Have you lost your mind, man? Woman, nails done for $1,000. Huh? What? No, no, no. Your nails are not worth that. Hair done two thousand dollars. Gold encrusted nothing. Gilded nothing. Mm -mm. Anyway, the second half of this verse is, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. That's what you need right there, sir. Your wife needs to respect you. That any time you get the notion, she has the potion. And she understands that you own that. According to God's word. And any time you want it, you can get it. And she doesn't have the same drive as you do because you're the man. You've got to initiate that. But once you get started, she'll get up there with you real quick. All, this, all of this crying and boo-hooing and begging... And, uh, <laughs> spending all of this money, you've got to be kidding me. You know what, if your wife respects you, let me tell you something. You can take her down to Arby's or McDonald's, get a hamburger friend, she used to be just as turned on by that, than a $400 dinner. And I'm reminded of a black man who's running for governor of Texas and and uh, his wife got caught driving drunk and I told him I said leave it alone go ahead on and believe the police officers and don't and, and, uh, if you're gonna be the governor of Texas you gotta stand with what you've been saying you, you support the blue and uh, many other people said and I said too first of all um, in most cases, black folk do not buy a, an expensive glass of wine at a restaurant. It's not that they don't drink wine, but they're not going to spend $50 on a glass of wine at a restaurant when they can get a bottle for $12 and have that at home. So that's, I said, that's one thing. It's rare for a black person to do that. Number two, a black person does not want to be seen drinking in a restaurant, period. Because he's already or she's already driving black. So most, most black folk are not going to do that. And, uh, uh, and they're going to have something else at, at the house. Evidently she has something in the car. And uh, my point is is folks men especially you don't buy into the lie that you got to spend a whole lot of money on your wife if you want to do that that's your business but make sure you're in charge and she's not making you do that because uh in the words of uh bishop daniel white jr she's holding her pee in her pocket if you understand and get my drift uh, don't, 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 don't do that. Uh, she's never going to, uh, that's not going to work. Uh, 
you need reverence and respect from your wife. And if and if she's if she's not showing that, she's really not going to be turned on by you. If she does not have that in her. See? And you're not going to be that turned on by her, but that is a need for you that needs to be taken care of. Just like food, just like other needs, it has to be done. And it's your job to let her know that because if she does not fulfill that need, that's how side pieces happen real quick. So it's for her benefit, and I know men are trying to, pastors are trying to beat down men to be nothing and and they can't say anything and all of that, but, but she needs to understand that. And you need to help her to understand that. Because that's what leads to side pieces and adultery. And uh, her getting nothing in return but divorce. And by the way, let me just say to all women out there, if you're divorcing your husband, make sure you did not push him. Before God, and only God knows that. Reverence your husband. Respect your husband. You say, I don't feel it. I don't feel like respect. It has nothing to do with feelings. Not, not, much of the Bible has nothing to do with feelings. This is a commandment. Uh, God can care less if you feel like doing it. He wants you to do it. And then you'll feel like it a little bit more. Now, that's how that works. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. And as the old saints used to say, try God. Try God. Obey God. And do it God's way. And you'll be amazed at what God will do for you in your life. Now, dear friends, let's just go ahead on and... Do you have a little bit of that for me? Let me just touch that a little bit. We'll, we'll deal with this more uh, tomorrow. Uh, Dr. John R. Rice said, Do you love your wife as Christ loved the church? That is the standard that the Holy Bible sets for Christian husbands. Remember how merciful is Christ to his church? How gracious, how loving. What was his purpose in loving us whom he has bought with his own blood, that he might sanctify and cleanse it, the church, with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That is how men ought to love their wives. Christ in mercy loved us when we were wicked sinners and even unlovable. So a husband loves his imperfect wife and sets out to grow her into a holy and beautiful character without spot or blemish. This is why I tell husbands and wives you people do not know what you're missing out on. If you jump out of your marriage in divorce after 5, 10, 15, 20 years. 
God is working on you and God is working on her through you. That's why husbands ought to pray with their wives, read the Bible with their wives, rebuke their wives, tell them the truth. I believe that many marriages are broken up because of lies, lies, lies. You do not have a marriage, nor can you have a marriage if one spouse is lying, or and, and, and may God help you if both spouses are lying. So, that's what God wants you to do as a husband. Help make your wife into what she ought to be without spot or blemish. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Let's pray for all families and for all people. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the healing of true Christian marriages and families. We pray that you would revive them again and help them to read your holy word and obey it. We pray for the salvation of all other uh, families that don't know you as Savior. We pray for the salvation of the lost. We pray for the revival of the saved. We pray for the healing of the sick. We pray for the comfort of the grieving in this country and around the globe. And Lord, we pray also for all people who name the name of Christ that you will have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us of our sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. Lord, help us to repent of our sins and to do what you told us to do. Lord, I thank you for the gift that you give us of repentance. Because of your mercy and grace, once we repent, it changes the game completely. You want us not only to confess our sins, but Lord, you want us to repent and do what you told us to do. And we're in the mess we're in today because we may have some confessors, but we don't have many repenters. God, have mercy and grace upon us. Truly revive us again and help us to repent of these evils. And Holy Father God, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. By the power of your Holy Ghost, revive us again. And help us to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would uh, lead God and direct all of your government ministers. We pray for the salvation of President, of the President Biden and all other government leaders around the world. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, Holy Father God, 
we pray, Lord, that you would uh, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved. We pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who have that issue around the world. We pray for all government officials and ministers. And Lord, we pray for all of your Christian people who are being persecuted around the world, in America, in China, in Nigeria, and other places. We pray that you would protect them and provide for them and deliver them as you see fit. Grant them your grace for their trying hours and even for their dying hours, if that is your will. And prepare those of us in America for it's happening here now. And so, Holy Father God, we uh, also pray today, uh, not only for the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague, but we pray, Lord, for a few by name. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Vermont resident Don Wood, that is D-A-W-N, Don Wood. We pray for the family and friends of Florida pilot Dana A. Callanan. We pray for the family and friends of Connecticut bar owner Charles Bernard Wilson. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Florida veteran Ronald Dominic Audi. And we pray for the family and friends of Illinois professor Arlene uh, Kirschenbaum, uh, Zed, and Lord, we pray now for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years and the thousands. We pray for each and every one of them. We pray for salvation, spiritual, family, and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. Hear and answer their prayers and our prayers for them. And we pray now, Lord, for a few new prayer requests. We pray for Vicki, and we pray for your perfect will to be done in Brian's life and in her life. We pray for Aja. Please fully heal her body and lower her blood pressure. Deliver her from anxiety and save and bless her family and give them peace and joy. And we pray that for all families. And we pray, Lord, for Patrick. Please keep him strong in you and help him to memorize your Holy Scripture. Bless him and his friend as they travel to Western Canada and Southwestern USA. Help them to share the gospel with everyone they meet with love and concern for their souls. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Franz. We pray for OG. We pray for Bobby, we pray for Shin, we, we pray for justice. And Lord, we pray for all of the people who have recommitted their lives to you uh, through the preaching of your holy word down through the years. And Lord, we pray for the thousands who have gotten saved, the thousands who have come back to you down through the years uh, from the preaching of your gospel and your holy word. Help these folks to grow in the faith as well and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Margaret. We pray for Francis. We pray for NG. We pray for uh, HM. And we pray for joy. We commit these souls into your hands. 
let your will be done in their lives and in our lives. In Jesus Christ's name, we do pray and forsake. Amen. My dear friends, let's all stand for our closing prayer. Uh, if the Lord should tarry his coming, the day is Wednesday, and I'll be back this evening with uh, the Gospelite Wednesday prayer meeting. So uh, you're welcome back for that. If you don't have a church home, you don't have a church to go to, you're welcome to be with us uh, as we continue on the long journey of praying through the Bible, which we are, we are approaching message and Wednesday number 500. Uh, and I thank God for the privilege to do that. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for uh, allowing us to be a part of this service today. And we pray that lost souls would be saved even after this goes up uh, on demand. Christians to be revived and encouraged as we live in this sin-cursed world and this untoward generation. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Help us to pray without ceasing throughout this day to read your holy word and to meditate on it and to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you dear friends. Until next time make sure you pray without ceasing as we listen to I Surrender All. <laughs>